and welcome to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Nina Spears, the Baby Chick, and today I'm here with Dr. Tamika Augusti, a board-certified OB-GYN at MedStar Washington Hospital Center in Washington, D.C. Dr. Augusti also serves as chair of the OB-GYN Clinical Practice Council at MedStar Health and as associate medical director of the MedStar Health Simulation Training and Education Lab. And at ACOG, the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists, she was a member of Dr. Haywood Brown's Presidential Task Force on redefining the postpartum visit that helped produce ACOG's Guidance Optimization Postpartum Care. As a doula myself, I've supported hundreds of families during their pregnancies and at birth, and I so appreciate the work of OB-GYNs and midwives. Having seen and supported families during these monumental times in life, it is our mission at Baby Chick to educate and empower mothers and their partners so that they can have the best experiences possible. We were recently made aware of the latest edition of ACOG's book, Your Pregnancy and Childbirth, Month to Month, and we're told that it focuses on shared decision-making in healthcare so women can feel empowered in their choices rather than having medical decisions dictated to them. And after reviewing the book, we were impressed. The language is more conversational and it includes updates on how to manage work, travel, prenatal visits, and breastfeeding during COVID. I am thrilled that this is an option for expectant moms and that's why we are very excited to chat with one of ACOG's doctors, Dr. Agusti. So let's welcome her. Hi, Dr. Agusti. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, before we get started, we would love to learn a little bit more about you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am a practicing OBGYN in Washington, D.C. I am fortunate enough to be ACOG, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. They're fellow at large and sit on their board of directors. And I'm very excited today to come and talk about a book, Your Pregnancy, Childbirth, Month to Month. I have been very active with women's advocacy around their healthcare needs. And I live in Maryland and I'm just really excited to come and talk about it. Amazing. Well, we are thrilled to have you. And wow, what an impressive resume. We love it. (laughs) (laughs) So I mentioned at the beginning of our episode that we want all families to feel more confident and knowledgeable about pregnancy and birth. And we love that in ACOG's latest edition of Your Pregnancy and Childbirth Month-to-Month, that it focuses on shared decision-making in healthcare. And I wanted to ask you, Dr. Agusti, what do you recommend your patients do to become more informed and prepared for pregnancy, labor, and birth? Sure. So in order to be more prepared, I think it starts with some planning. If we are fortunate enough to plan for the pregnancy, then I think part of that includes finding a practice of obstetrical care that you feel very comfortable with, that you feel that you can speak to the healthcare providers and will help you achieve your your desire for your birth experience. And so whether that is a brief discussion, not necessarily an interview for different practices, but, you know, talk to people, read stuff on social media. There's a lot out there about different practices from moms and their experiences. You can gain a lot from that. But then always, if there's ever any question, you know, go right to the source. 
Talk to the healthcare providers in that practice. Let them know what your desired birth experience is, and they'll be able to say, is that something that we can help to deliver for you or not? And so there are different types of practices for different types of patients and providers. And it's important that you as a patient have the birth experience that you desire. I love that. So now that your patients have chosen you and they are pregnant, what is it that you tell them to feel more prepared and informed for pregnancy, labor, and birth? So, you know, I oftentimes open it up with after an introduction to the practice and we do our visit, I sit there and I listen and I ask them, what are their desires? You know, and I think that is most important in terms of what their desires are for their birth experience, what their concerns are, and what questions they have. For me, it is every visit, I leave time for questions and ask what questions do you have for me? And I listen. And I think that is the critical piece here. And then we have a discussion about it. And hopefully I can impart information to the patient and partner or family, and they can understand my medical recommendations and where our practice is coming from. I love that because I know that many women sometimes maybe feel rushed in and out of appointments. So for you to say that finding someone that you feel comfortable with and a healthcare provider that is going to take the time to sit with you and listen to your concerns and questions is totally reasonable and available. (laughs) So we love hearing that. So I do want to know some people, though, they feel like uncomfortable asking questions or bringing up concerns to their doctor during their pregnancy or, you know, during labor and delivery. How do you recommend expecting mothers bring up this topic of shared decision making to their doctor? Sure. So I think that this is long rooted in this discomfort and bringing up those topics or long rooted in the style of the, you know, physicians or doctors are all knowing and you go there and you listen to what they say. Now, while we have a lot of information to impart, the culture has changed to where this is more of a conversation, a decision between both parties, the patient and the healthcare provider. So I think that first, we have to have patients understand that the culture has changed and it is okay for them to ask questions. Doctors now are being taught, our young doctors in school, that, you know, things like a second opinion or asking questions, there's nothing wrong with that. That is to ensure that patients understand what is going on and ensure that they have their questions answered. And in cases like pregnancy, again, I can't reiterate enough, they get the birth experience they desire. So I think it's changing the narrative that it is okay to have those discussions. That's first and foremost. Then at any point, it's never too early to talk about something, a concern. It can always be addressed and then readdressed as you get closer to delivery. And most doctor's offices now should be expecting that kind of conversation between patient and healthcare provider. And I really do want to highlight that it is a conversation. It is not the healthcare provider telling the patient, instructing the patient necessarily. It is not the patient demanding from the healthcare provider. It is a conversation about desires, recommendations, and what can be done. So true. I love that. It's like a team. It shouldn't feel like you're going to the principal's office or you have to, you know, bark orders. (laughs) It really is coming to the table and both of you having a discussion about your individual 
health needs because everyone is so different. Every pregnancy is so different and asking those questions so that you can feel more confident in what to expect. So it does then hopefully diminish any negative feelings or surprises or because those things can even spiral into a, a hard postpartum. Is that correct? Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, postpartum period can be fraught with so many different ups and downs. And some of that may even start from before the baby is born if there are any bad interactions. So I think that's why it's most important to get all concerns and questions out and have discussions with your healthcare providers. I love that. And you pretty much answered this. You said, like, bring it up from the beginning, because I was going to ask, when is the right time to bring up this question of, hey, I want to feel comfortable that I can come to you with questions and not feel like I'm just another mom (laughs) coming in, that I have my own thoughts and opinions, and I want to make sure that we're on the same page. When is it the right time to bring that up? Pretty much immediately is what you said, right? Yes, there's never a wrong time. I mean, bringing that up helps to establish the relationship between the patient and the healthcare provider. So there really isn't ever a wrong time. Sure, some things it may be very early to talk about, but that's okay because now I know that that is on your radar and that shall now be on my radar as well. And we can initially talk about something and as we get closer to delivery or the time where it's more pertinent, we can go into it a lot more. Right. So what if someone is eight months pregnant listening to this episode and wants to talk to their doctor about this? Is it too late at that point, especially if they're maybe seeing some red flags of, well, you're going to do this and this is how we handle this and feeling like it's like a cattle call, (laughs) not necessarily like individualized care. If they're like, oh, you know what? Maybe I do need to bring this up, but they are so far along in their pregnancy. Is it too late at that point? never too late. That can be very distressing. And so that's the time where you take a step back and say to your provider, can we talk about this? I have some concerns. And then just start having a conversation. It's never too late to say that. And again, you're saying, I really want to talk about X, Y, or Z. And then, you know, I cannot imagine a healthcare provider saying, no, we're not really going to talk about that. Or no, you know, that's the way you open the conversation. So I think that that would be very helpful for patients. Right. Okay. Well, I will say I've had a couple of clients where when they do bring this up, sometimes the doctor doesn't answer or (laughs) isn't as open as you are. I wish you were closer to us. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't as open to this. So what should a family do or what do you suggest if the doctor isn't open to that shared decision-making? Sure. So, you know, in those situations, that's very unfortunate. The patient and patient family can be persistent and saying, this is what we desire. I really do want to talk about it. And if they are consistently not having their concerns addressed, then, you know, that is a point where they have to perhaps either be very, very clear with the healthcare provider to say they feel very uncomfortable because their concerns are not being addressed. It breaks my heart or is concerning if there's any healthcare provider at that point when they hear how concerned the patient and or family members are about not being heard or not being concerned if they are not then addressed properly. But that is definitely one thing that they can do is just be as clear as possible. No beating around the bush. Right. Say it very, very clear. My concerns are not being addressed. Can we talk about this, please? And then take the conversation from there. 
Amazing. And I love that a good healthcare provider will make the time because I know that you all are so busy in between deliveries and, and your prenatal appointments, etc. It's a lot of work and having to remember everyone's preferences. It's something that we all so appreciate. But to also feel like, hey, I can have these conversations with my doctor. This is a really important time and not feel like you're pressured into one way or another, that it's okay to say, hey, I really want more time to talk to you about my questions and concerns. No, absolutely. And though it may be a lot, yes, we all have a lot going on, but this is part of what we do. This is part of delivering high quality obstetrical care. So there should never be any hesitation from patients or family members in terms of discussing it or bringing it up. Right. I was going to ask you if there was a way to find a doctor that is open to this type of care, you know, the shared decision-making. And you said earlier, you said like talking to your other mom friends or reading online the different reviews. Is there anything else at that point? Do you start asking for a referral or if you're just feeling like, you know what, maybe we're not a good fit and I'm because I'm not getting my needs met? If you have really exhausted all opportunities to try and discuss with your healthcare provider and you don't feel like your needs are being met, then it's a personal decision on where you go from there. The take-home message is that Patients are in control of their experience and their desires and concerns. And it is most important for them to have that heard and to be working with the healthcare providers to achieve that. And as for family members, if you know that your loved one is not being heard, then please advocate for them. We don't always do the best for advocating for ourselves in a number of ways, but if you have a loved one and their needs are not being met, then advocating for them would be most advantageous. I love that. Okay, so let's say they're in labor and things are not going textbook or according to plan during labor. How can a woman ensure they are still a part of the decision-making process? Because at that point in labor and delivery, things can get a little wild, (laughs) for lack of a better word. It can get busy sometimes. So how can they ensure that? Sure. So, you know, sometimes things happen very quickly on labor and delivery. And again, your healthcare provider, as much as we do this, it is still a heightened sense of time when things may be going not planned and not textbook. And so your healthcare provider is doing the very best to address the needs of the mother and the needs of the fetus. So yes, there's a lot going on, but we as healthcare providers should still be able to do that and to explain and discuss what is happening. And if they're not getting that, have our patients speak up. Hey, someone, what's happening? Please tell me. You know, we're all just human. And sometimes in the face of adversity, different emotions and different ways we deal with it comes up. So sometimes just hearing that, hey, what's going on? Someone tell me. We'll reset a person's awareness and be like, oh, yes, let me tell you what's going on right now. So just kind of keep that in mind. Even though this is what we do, you know, healthcare providers are human too and sometimes need reminders and just advocating for your loved one to say, hey, someone, wait, what is happening? Please just tell me quickly. It may not be the 15-minute explanation. It might be a 15-second explanation because that's (laughs) all the time you have. But at least that your concerns are going to be addressed and you'll understand somewhat more what is going on. But please speak up. We want to hear that. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because in that moment, you're just addressing the need. And sometimes, yeah, it takes a second to be like, oh, wait, let me explain. This is what's going on. These are the options, X, Y, and Z. And sometimes there's no time to really allow them to choose maybe what's the best course of action. But I do know that if something is a true emergency, things are getting done and there an explanation can happen just like you stated. But if things aren't like a true emergency, but something's maybe happening, asking like, can you explain what's going on to me in like regular people, normal, non-medical terms? And can we talk about like the different options that are available so that we can choose what we think is best? Is that fair? Absolutely. More than fair. Also to take into consideration is consider your whole healthcare team. So it may not just be your doctor or your midwife, but how about your nurse? They too are part of the healthcare team and can often assist with giving explanations about what's going on. Also your healthcare provider, midwife, your physician, they may say, We don't have a lot of time right now. This is what is going on. I promise I will explain everything, but especially if it unfortunately may be a life or death situation, that may be some of the response, but do know that they're doing everything they can. And sometimes it just isn't enough time for that 15 minute conversation. And you just may get a 15 second conversation. But again, speak up, please. We need to hear from our patients and our family members. I love that. I so appreciate you saying that because again, it sometimes can feel to moms like, oh, I shouldn't be, I can't speak up. So to say that out loud saying like, no, you, we want you to speak up. We want this to be a team effort. (laughs) This is your body and your experience. And we're here to help you and your baby and your family have the best experience possible and have mother and baby healthy. So I love hearing that, Dr. Agusti. Thank you. What specific things should women be advocating? for, in your opinion, when it comes to their pregnancy and birth experience? Yeah, it's a hard question just because every woman's desire for their birth experience is different. And so there's no standard what you want, or it's no standard. It is personal. It's individual. It's what you want. I think what patients should advocate for or speak up for is an understanding of what is happening to them and their fetus, an understanding of why certain things are being done, and then to be part of the conversation and decision-making in terms of the path in which the labor is going, if possible. Again, notwithstanding emergency situations. I think those are absolutely fair expectations. In terms of the very specifics, it's difficult because everyone wants something different. And literally, everyone wants something different. So I think that it's just as long as you have you as the patient have an understanding of what is going on, that is a win. And then with an understanding of what's going on, you can understand what you want your birth experience to be. So I think that is a good way to frame it. Right. And so with an understanding of what's going on, that's education. So what do you recommend your patients for education when it comes to preparing for these big moments? Sure. So I do think that preparing, doing some work in preparation for pregnancy, for the 40 weeks leading up to delivery, for delivery, and afterwards is very important for in the postpartum period as well. Sure, there's lots of things out there on social media. Your healthcare provider is an absolute resource. ACOGS, your pregnancy and, and childbirth month to month is a great resource. 
ACOG also has a patient-facing website that I think also has great resources on there. Talk to family and friends collectively. All of these things will provide patients with a lot of information and preparation. And some people, they don't have times, means, or what for this preparation. Then that's when the conversation with the healthcare provider is actually most important. Yes. Oh, that And those are such great resources. Thank you so much. We'll be sure to list those in the show notes for everyone who's interested in that so they can easily click. And Dr. Agassi, when it comes to empowering couples during their pregnancy and birth, do you have any final thoughts or words of advice or encouragement for our listeners? I really want the messaging around, and you said it actually earlier, this is a team effort. It is not them against us. It is not us t- telling the patients, what they will have. This is a team. This is a discussion. This is together trying to achieve the best birth experience that we can. I think the the common ground that we all have is we want safe, healthy, happy mommies, safe, healthy, happy babies. And I think that together in discussion, in talking, in preparation, and in understanding, we can achieve this. Amazing. Oh, I love this. Okay. And Dr. Agassi, where can our listeners learn more about you, find you, and be able to find ACOG's latest edition of Your Pregnancy and Childbirth Month to Month? Sure. So ACOG's Your Pregnancy and Childbirth Month to Month can be available on Amazon. It's available on the ACOG website, acog.org. And I am a practicing physician in Washington, D.C., at MedStar Washington Hospital Center. So you can always find me there. And ACOG, like I mentioned, ACOG has so many resources. It's really a wonderful resource in general. So please check that out. I think that everyone will be very pleased with that. And your pregnancy and child book month to month is really fantastic. I We've seen these books out there before, but this really month to month, almost week to week, you get some great information and you can carry it around in your bag because it is always something that you can read and learn about. And I think it really answers a lot of questions and it helps set the stage for that shared decision-making. I absolutely agree. It's extremely thorough when I was reading through it. And what I particularly really liked for expecting moms is all of the different worksheets in the back. There were so many different things that they can really personalize themselves. So yeah, I agree. Definitely a great resource. I'm sure it's also probably available on ACOG's website, (laughs) those worksheets, but I thought it was really great to be able to have that in your book and, and be able to write it out and have all those resources and just one spot. So that was fantastic. But thank you so much again for your time, Dr. Augusti. We just love chatting with supportive experts like yourself. And these were just such great tips. So I appreciate you taking the time to join us and answer our questions. Well, thank you very much. It was my pleasure. It was my honor. And you know, it is a goal of physicians. It's a goal of ACOG to have women have the birth experience they desire. Ah, if every doctor were like you, Dr. Augusti, it would be a better world. We love it. <laughs> and for our listeners to check out ACOG's book, Your Pregnancy and Childbirth Month to Month, visit our show notes for details. Our team will also be posting today's episode on Baby Chick's Facebook page. So if you have questions, please share them with us in the comments. And as always, if you haven't already, please subscribe to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts and leave an honest review. Thank you for tuning in and cheers to more informed mamas and shared decision making. Thank you.